Good afternoon. This is Rudy Giuliani with the Rudy Giuliani Show. And um, gosh, you know, I, I lived through the uh, Reagan administration. I didn't just live through I worked for President Ronald Reagan, and I probably have told you numerous times he is my unabashed uh, hero uh, to such an extent that often when I would uh, be praised as mayor, I would say I just copied Ronald Reagan, a large part true. Uh, I would, when I had a tough decision, I'd say to myself, what would Ronald Reagan do? And that's what I would do. And I had the great pleasure in my life, uh, one of the things that you, um, that you, um, uh, oh gosh, I mean, you just have to thank God for, uh, because I was mayor and because of certain things and whatever, I got to know Mrs. Reagan very, very well. Uh, and I was on the board of the Reagan Library for quite some time and worked with her and got to know her personally. And and I I worked for President Reagan and uh, knew him, and he personally asked me to argue two cases, which I'm ver- very proud of. But I really got to know him more through Nancy Reagan. So this is President's Day, and of course, you know, it, be- it begins really, and, and there should be separate days. This is like the, you know, the... Like the Giants and the Jets playing in the same stadium. No, it's a lot more important than that. This, I, I believe, we combine Lincoln and and and, uh, and Washington. Well, February twenty second is is George Washington's birthday. And my goodness, if the first president of the United States, if the general who led the ragtag army to defeat the biggest empire in the world, can't have his own day, and why people attack him because he was a slave owner and I believe freed them when he when he left. He was a guilty slave owner. He was a person who was a man of his times, but a little beyond his times in that he, he was guilty about it and felt that it should be done away with, just didn't know how to do it. Very much like uh, Jefferson, who put in the pills to stop it, to, to the po- poison pill. Don't you think that all men are created equal to poison pill for slavery? Of course it is. It was there on purpose. Read his biography. Don't be part of the ignorant uh, masses of intellectuals that go to Ivy League schools. Uh, so this is President's Day. It began as uh, George Washington's birthday. Lincoln had a separate holiday. We put them together. I wish we would separate them again, but in any event, those were our two greatest presidents. This one could be number three, Ronald Reagan. And I work for him, and I'm going to tell you one story about him that I can because I, you know, was with him and Mrs. Reagan. Uh, and at the, uh, during his second presidency, there was a scandal uh, concerning uh, arming uh, the people who were fighting the communists in, uh, in uh, Nicaragua. Of course, the Democrats then as now, including Biden, were on the side of the communists. Always have been, going back to Roosevelt. And uh, I don't even remember the complexities of it. Uh, Oliver North was involved in it. To- uh, this, is, this goes back to uh, using criminal justice system against Republicans before it was even fashionable. And uh, Oliver North got prosecuted, I think. He, maybe he pled guilty. Maybe he didn't go to jail, I think. Never should have been in the first place. All he was trying to do is save Nicaragua from communism. And by the way, a lot of people would have lived and been fed in Nicaragua had it been saved from communism. But the Democrats made sure it wouldn't happen. Um, so Ronald Reagan uh, somehow used money from something or other to buy uh, arms for them, and he did uh, trade um, arms or money for hostages when he uh, said he, did, he wasn't 
going to do anything with hostages. And this is a, a plausible deniability situation that every leader allows themselves. You are not call, you take the position, we are not going to negotiate with terrorists. And you don't. And if you do, you don't. You get what I'm saying? This is what in, adult, intelligent people do. Children uh, squeal about that. So that's what happened to uh, uh, President Reagan. He got caught with some children and some anti-American people who really don't see the best interests of the United States and keeping your damn mouth shut about how you get hostages. Uh, but in any event, uh, he got into an awful lot of trouble. He was very unpopular. Mrs. Reagan was very worried. I believe she changed uh, chiefs of staff on him. And, and then he got involved with Gorbachev. And he started negotiating arms reduction, and it was going really well. Gorbachev was listening to him, and we, we were getting what we wanted. So they went off to a place called Reykjavik, Iceland, and they were going to reach the biggest arms reduction treaty in history. Even the Democrats didn't think he could do it. Uh, it was probably as low as favorability ratings, and Mrs. Reagan was very much behind his doing it. Because she was probably, well, I don't know if she was more moderate than him. Probably not, but on this particular thing, she wanted him to do it. Well, she's sitting in her office, it's the second day of the negotiations, and her secretary walks in and says, you, uh, 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 I think the president may actually be home for dinner. And she said, it can't be, they're having a big dinner tonight to celebrate the, uh, the treaty. And the secretary says, didn't you hear this morning's news? There is no treaty. She said, no, I've been working since 6 in the morning. No, I haven't heard anything. I haven't had Let me put it on. She puts it on, and within three minutes, she gets a phone call. The phone call is from the president of the United States, who, who she called Ronnie, so I'm going to just do it the way she did it. She said, Ronnie, what is it? He said, I'm on Air Force One. We're getting ready to take off and come home. She said, why, Ronnie? What happened? He said, you're going to be very angry with me, but I just walked out on him. She said, I would never be angry with you. You tell me the reason. He said, he wanted me to give up Star Wars. And I told him basically, you know, I don't know if Reagan used words like go to hell, but that was bad. I told Gorbachev to go to hell. Don't pull, don't pull a fast one like me, on me like that. You know, bring up a last minute thing we never negotiated. And secondly, I'm willing to share the damn thing to you, with you if I, once I started because I think nuclear war is immoral. And I think nuclear assured destruction is immoral which Kissinger and others supported, by the way. She said, you know, Ronnie, I did push you to do this, but you got here, not because of me, and not even because of all the people that supported you, because you have an extraordinary political ability in the right sense to understand what the people want and need, and you have the courage to sacrifice for it. I support you 100%. He came home nine months later. Gorbachev came, tail between his legs, because they were starving to death. And he signed the same treaty. And he kept Star Wars. Many years later, thousands and thousands of Israelis lived because Ronald Reagan stuck with Star Wars. And I went to Bibi and got a letter to Mrs. Reagan from Bibi that said, if it wasn't for your husband, all these Israelis would be dead today. So whatever he had to go through to get this, and he had to go through all kinds of uh, complete uh, asinine criticism by the left-wing press and one person who everyone thought could never be president because he was so stupid. And his name was a silly, stupid senator from Delaware who was quoted, he was one of the biggest opponents of Star Wars. And uh, here's one quote I could give you many. This is Biden uh, when he was just stupid, not demented. The president's continued adherence to Star, Star Wars constitutes one of the most reckless and irresponsible acts in the history of modern statecraft. 
It could have been one of the most brilliant acts in modern statecraft. It sure, off a lot of Israelis alive today and others because of it. Which if he were president, they'd be dead, just like they are dead because he's president. This is what it means to pick the right president or the wrong president. You pick the right president like Lincoln, like Washington, like Reagan. Oh, people die because unfortunately people die, wars and whatever. But a lot more people lived and would, would, have, would, would not have because of him. You, you pick a um, evil person like Biden and a lot of people die like Ukraine. So happy President's Day. But uh, it's not all presidents. In fact, the present one we have, although we have to, um, I guess, respect the office of president, we certainly under the First Amendment can conclude that he is a disgrace to that office and he embarrasses our country and makes it less than what it could be. Hopefully, he'll be gone very, very soon. And there is no president in American history that has caused more innocent lives than the one there right now, except maybe during time of war. And uh, we, we can use the following as an example. We'll lead right into uh, Nikki Haley, who is running for president of the United States and really disgracing herself. She's now uh, gone back on her pledge to support Trump if Trump gets the nomination. So why doesn't she join another political party? She's not going to support the nominee of our party, which she pledged to do. If she's going to break her word, what the hell do we want her for? Mm. I mean, as, as um, um, DeSantis may have said, or Ramaswamy, you can take the ambassador out of the U.N., but you can't take the U.N. out of the ambassador. And the U.N. is probably one of the more crooked organizations in the world, one of the slimiest, and one of the most communist. Uh, well, she, she now has said that uh, Putin was more emboldened under Trump. Now, that's about as big a lie as anyone could tell, and it's against the national interest. Putin attacked uh, three times out of the last 12 or 15 years. I don't expect Nikki Haley to know this because she doesn't know the cause of slavery or the provinces in Ukraine she wants to spend billion billions of dollars on. I don't expect her to know this because she just says what is necessary because she's a person without character. So she says that uh, Putin was more emboldened under, under Trump. Except uh, he attacked three times uh, over the last four presidencies. Uh, one during Bush, one during Obama, and a big one during Biden. And what did he do under Trump? Nikki. If he was so emboldened, how come he didn't attack? Would you like just to admit that you're a liar with massive ambition that's eating you up and helping to elect Biden again? And you want to be a Republican? Why don't you go bother some other political party? Well, we'll be back uh, right after this message, and uh, we'll have Dr. Maria with us. The Rudy Giuliani Show.
With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYC. Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani back with the Rudy Giuliani show. And you, and you know that uh, Tunnel to Towers, of course, is a is a major sponsor on WABC and, and, and many other uh, networks, I might add, and also of our show on Sunday, Uncovering the Truth. But it, it's beyond that. It's a, an enormously important American institution that has the back of our men and women in uniform. Uh, I want uh, Dr. Maria to t- uh, talk about something that isn't emphasized, at least I haven't emphasized it as much. I emphasize the smart homes and the and the and the uh, the checks for the people and uh, and the help for the 9/11 people. We talk about homelessness too, but this has become a very very big part of 9/11. I was talking to Frank today, and Maria and I was, and I would like Maria to bring us up to date. Thank you, Mayor Giuliani. You know how much I love the Siller family and Tunnel to Towers. They we both do mutual unselfishly dedicate all their time to helping others. Well, I loved what Frank was talking about when it came to veterans' homelessness. You have to know Frank Siller, right? He's a man of integrity, a man of conviction. He literally said, I want to eradicate veteran homelessness. He said there are 50,000 veterans... um, Yeah, 50,000 veterans that are homeless. So you know what he did? Tunnel to Towers bought seven hotels, and they're making them into apartments, and they're all located near VAs to be near help. It's so unfortunate. A lot of our veterans suffer from depression, PTSD, physical needs, so they do need care. So I just, how brilliant to buy places right next to VAs. I love this man totally, and and hats off to him. He's tackled everything. First, it was the families of the 9-11 victims. From day one. From day one, first responders. Then it was our military catastrophically injured in the smart homes. And it was... uh, The uh, mortgages. And then paying the mortgages mortgages with the... for people, you know, who are in the military or and or first responders or police who lose their lives in the line of duty. Yeah, it's just a beautiful thing. You know, Mayor, I was listening to you talking about Ronald Reagan when you opened up, and my hero. I've said this before, and you probably get sick of me saying this, but I learn something new all the time about you. You have so much depth. Not only of knowledge, but of experience. Four presidents used you to, to, to work with things on foreign policy. You know, oftentimes presidents will do that. Ask somebody who's well known, you know, hey, can you feel out this person? How do they feel about this or not? That. So you are a very, very trusted individual. I am privileged to sometimes get your fan mail. And I'm going to surprise you today (laughs) with a beautiful letter. And I won't read all of it. It's quite a lengthy uh, letter. But if you will indulge, indulge me, Mayor. Hello, Mr. Giuliani. 
There is no way you deserve the unjust and unfair treatment you have been exposed to. If the world was more honest and courageous, great leaders like you would be celebrated and held up as examples for everyone to follow. Captain Tom Mayer, whose medical condition and outlook you improved with your most kind letter to him, told me about a time he saw you in the Maria Regina Church in Seaford in July 2000. He said you asked the congregation where Inspector Falco's mom was, and then you walked down the pews and brought her up to sit in the front row where she properly belonged. Captain Mayer was there also paying his respect to Inspector Anthony Falco and his family. Tom said, many people there were, that were very deeply moved by your kindness, sensitivity, and respect for Inspector Falco's mom. What a great example of your leadership and grace. So how beautiful. And he's a painter, and he's drawn several paintings, one called Amazing Grace, Amazing Dedication, and it's meant to honor fallen law enforcement. Oh, it's beautiful, and I like it because yeah, it's and my he granddaughter's wants to, name, too. Yeah, Grace, <laughs> and he wants to paint one for you, Mayor. Well, I would gladly accept it. Isn't that beautiful? Well, and thank you nice? for allowing me. Sometimes when I give you a compliment, know, you like to speak over me, but I thank you for indulging me. I remember me. the words of Jesus that the things you get credit for on earth you don't in heaven. So this one I won't get credit for in heaven. But there are a couple of us. What a beautiful story, isn't it? I could just, and you know what? Yeah. I could see it. I could see you I, asking I, I, somebody, where's before, the mom? And going to find her and escorting her right up to the front When row. he first mentioned it, I, I, I'd been in that church for September 11 also. So, and then I remember this was, you know, quite, you know, before, uh, quite a bit before September 11, but... Uh, people think of my going to masses and stuff after September 11, but I, I did for every firefighter, every police officer, every government worker that died in the line of duty. I, I went to the f- funeral and tried to be at their bedside if I could to make sure they got optimum uh, treatment from doctors. One of the things I learned from uh, former Mayor John Lindsay is if the mayor goes, uh, people act uh, better. <laughs> more effectively you get the better the doctors well thank you for having me on mayor well we'll be back very shortly and thank you dr Show. This is Rudy Giuliani, and uh, we're back with the Rudy Giuliani Show. You know, Putin has has said that if we throw him out of Ukraine, he sounds like he's going to, you know, nuclear retaliate. Now, this is about as irresponsible as it gets for people to be threatening nuclear retaliation. I don't believe, but I could be wrong about this, and Jimmy will correct me when we get to him, but I don't believe the Russians ever, during the Cold War, went so far as to threaten a nuclear war. Uh, and in, in many ways, that was more frightening because, you know, people who threaten largely are bullies, right? And um, I'm surprised that Putin is doing this. It's kind of um, unprof- <laughs> unprofessional. It could indicate that Putin is at the end of his rope here. 
It's true uh, that uh, Ukraine didn't achieve its objective in Ukraine of throwing him out. But I don't believe his objective was to take just 20% of Ukraine. So, um, and also take the losses that he took. Or reveal that his army is hardly a world-class army. Uh, even even uh, to, to the extent, and it might even be a very poor comparison, that the Chinese ha- have some pause about Taiwan. But, I mean, the Chinese army... Not battle tested either, um, but in any event, uh, Putin, Putin, uh, uh, through his uh, mouthpiece Dmitry Medvedev, uh, basically says that he'll launch Armageddon by nuking cities such as Washington and London if Moscow is forced to give up Ukrainian territory. Come on, uh, can you imagine him saying this if there were a Trump or Reagan around? And can you imagine their response? Like, make my day, uh, that would have been uh, 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 Reagan. Yeah, make my day, uh, uh, shorty. Uh, Because compared to Reagan and Trump, he's a shorty. Uh, And and this whole thing about Alexei Navalny, come on. uh, You know, believing that he didn't kill Alexei Navalny uh, is like all the people who do the Biden denial. I mean, you've got to be stupid not to put two and two together. You don't even have to put two and two together with Biden. I mean, it's, he actually tells you on tape. Uh, but in, in this case, uh, generally I was taught in investigating, here's where you start off with, the guy with the biggest motive committed the crime. Not always the case. So there's one, and I don't think anybody else really does much killing in Russia, but, but this guy. So... Nobody, whatever their position is on, on, on Ukraine, and mine is a much more guarded position than the people who just want to throw money at it. Uh, no, nobody, uh, uh, nobody glorifies Putin, much less Trump, even with all the bull about, you know, I respect him. I respect him, and I also told him, I'm going to bomb your city if you, uh, if you go after Ukraine. And as Trump told us, we asked Trump, did you really uh, think he believed you? He said, all he has to do is believe me 10%, which is right out of Ronald Reagan. You've you got to set them, you got to put, put them off guard. You can't be a demented little freak sitting, uh, sitting in the White House falling all the time and expect you're going to frighten anybody for our benefit to protect us. And you can't imagine they're going to respect a, a people that elect a Joe Biden. They're just not. So we better gain respect again. Uh, Ukraine needs more money desperately. Uh, Here's my my objection is a little bit different than some of the other Republicans. Uh, I believe we would be much better off if Ukraine could prevail and kick Russia out. And I don't think they can do a damn thing if they get kicked out, by the way. Uh, I'll guarantee you of that in my experience with them. However... I don't think what, what Biden has done uh, has enabled them to win this war. I think he's put them in a, in a uh, forever pattern of uh, stalemate. I mean, they complain themselves that they don't get enough. But the money was enough, boys and girls. And you cannot tell me, because I know that country backwards and forwards, and Zelensky is no prize. Not all that money got to the battlefield. And before we give them a penny more, we should find out what happened to the first $130 billion. Because if that wasn't used to win the war, maybe they should get rid of this guy, get somebody else, 
and have somebody that could actually use the money responsibly. After all, Zelensky is the creature of one of the most corrupt people in Ukraine. I say that all the time. Nobody pays attention to it. Kolomoisky. Zelensky refuses to prosecute his predecessor, Poroshenko, who stole the Ukrainian people blind, including a $100 million bribe to fix the Biden case, the Burisma case, independent of Biden. That, that's not what happened with Biden. That's afterwards. He doesn't do a damn thing. He just, he just holds it for leverage against his political opponent and then for leverage against Biden. And he's done nothing about the oligarchs in Ukraine. And you're not telling me they let 130 bill come in and they didn't grab a bunch of it. And that's the reason why they're in poor shape they're in right now. And now we want to send them 60 billion more with no strings attached to it. Nothing. By strings, I mean proper accounting. Now, this is a country that owes a minimum. Last time I was allowed to check. They won't show me these records anymore. They owe us $3 billion in foreign aid, $5 billion to other countries that they have an account that they can't account for. In other words, they don't know what happened to it. Some of it went to Soros NGOs and never found its way in the right places, but not all of it. Now, how do you say you're helping the people of Ukraine and put money into a corrupt system when you know it's corrupt? McConnell, how do you do that? Do you have a conscience or did it leave at some point when uh, the red Chinese government was being so good to your father-in-law? So let's uh, let's go to Andrew in New Jersey. Hey, what's up, Rudy? If there's time, I wanted to add to the Saturday Night Live skit when you played the taxi driver. The reason why I thought of that, because I was watching Fanny, her testimony, and it reminds me of an SNL skit. Like, even though it's not funny, but real quick, I'll debunk what she said she said that he treats they clash because he said women are only good to get him a sandwich but that contradicts what she said earlier she praised him that he mentored her and taught her a lot about the law and everything so that's a total contradiction and having the cash on hand in case a racist shopkeeper doesn't want to take their credit card well the boyfriend is is black he's not a white race so that debunks them but this Saturday Live, when you said uh, Giuliani, like everything, is Giuliani, I haven't slept in three days because of Giuliani. So my new dialogue is Giuliani's making it rain. <laughs> Bring in Giuliani. <laughs> I was going to take my kid to the park this weekend. I got my kid. <laughs> Giuliani knows, so he's making it rain. <laughs> Just to screw me. <laughs> I think that's the way the Bidens feel because I dug up. The criminal. I mean, do you think if I didn't bring it out originally uh, uh, five years ago and then, you know, got the uh, uh, hard drive that nobody would have ever looked at Biden? You're probably right. And that's why they try to suppress you. But your time will come also when you could sue him for slander for saying that yep. you were working as a Russian agent. Yep, I am doing it. And we're going to we're going to do well with that. But thank you very much, Andrew. God bless you. Let's go to. Uh, Let's go to Larry in Brooklyn. Yeah, hi, Rudy. I want to talk about that court case yesterday. You know, a caller called into one of the shows. Uh, I think it was Rita, a very smart caller. He was saying that the Southern District of New York has um, influence over the trial judges, the state trial judges in Supreme Court. 
Now, I believe that because I don't believe Judge Gorin was chose randomly for the uh, was selected randomly for this case. And his smirking kind, huh. kind of indicates that because he's like saying, well, there's nothing you could do to get rid of me. I could do whatever I want on the bench. He was selected purposely for this case. And um, in terms of and also because the Southern District, we remember the Jeffrey Epstein case. I don't I believe Richard Berman was also selected because he, he made about uh, four co- unconstitutional rulings that caused Epstein. He denied him bail under under a law that that, that reformed bail that was specifically not not geared towards keeping Epstein. It was, it was geared for mobsters. So Epstein got killed because this judge, yeah. I believe Richard Berman, was purposely picked. There's something wrong with the. I want to ask you because you work for the Southern District. Does the Southern District control the trial judges in New York? Uh, no, I don't think so. The Democratic Party does. The trial judges in New York are nothing more than functionaries of the Democrat Party. And anybody that tells you different is lying to you. Uh, Just think of how they're selected. They are selected by, uh, in the five counties, by the Democrat leader of the Democrat Party. Now, I want you to think of all the scandals the Democrat Party has had over the last 20 years. You'll get an idea of the quality of the leaders of the Democratic Party. Now, they select the judges. You don't. In fact, most likely when you go into the voting booth, there's nobody opposing them like in the Soviet Union or or China. Uh, Judge Engeron has been elected three times, but it's a joke. It's an election like in uh, in Orwell. He had no opponent, nor did the five judges on the ballot this year when I went to vote. They were selected by the Democratic leader of the uh, party that is not completely corrupt, but a lot corrupt. <laughs> uh, you can never say completely until you prove it. But uh, every investigation I started, it always seemed to me <laughs> was correct. It's ma- massive corruption in New York. You, you want an overview of corruption in New York, you just take the budget of New York, you compare it to the budget of Florida, and you see that Florida, which has, uh, what, 10 million more people than uh, New York has the same budget as New York City. And, uh, and New York State has two and a half, almost two, well, two times the budget of, of Florida. So we must be spending more for the same thing. And we are because we have a massive, massive kickback to Democrat uh, fundraisers, Democrat relatives, uh, Democrat uh, uh, patrons, uh, and just plain ordinary crooks. A few Democrats don't participate in it, but I wouldn't be surprised if uh, it it passes a uh, a, uh, a critical point. So you, when you look at these judges, they are creatures of a long, long term uh, back to boss tweed, back to slavery, the Democratic Party, Democrat machine that controls New York, like the Communist Party controls a city in China. Uh, New York didn't vote for Abraham Lincoln City. It didn't vote for Abraham Lincoln. Now, there's nobody that knows this better than I do, since I'm one of the few Republicans ever to win in New York. I mean, I was I was the third Republican to win in the 20th century, and I was on, only two of us remain Republicans. Uh, one was sort of driven out, Lindsey, uh, and so and then uh, so so did. Uh, 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 so did Bloomberg. He left the Republican Party. So I don't know if you count him as a. You certainly count him as a Republican when he got elected, but not 
I don't think the last time he got elected he was a Republican. I don't remember if he had the party's nomination. But not now he's not. Now he's you know hates Trump and loves Biden. Why don't if he honestly? I don't think Mike loves Biden. Mike's too smart. Just keeps his mouth shut. Um, and look, I don't. Ha- I, I'm criticizing him politically. I'm not criticizing him as a mayor. Jeez, I'd love to have him back. <laughs> I mean, I can be very objective about New York because I love it so much. And objective about New York right now is. I actually think that this mayor is worse than de Blasio. I think he's worse than de Blasio because the, uh, the statistics indicate that to start with. Even though he brought some crimes down this year, net, since de Blasio, crime is up. Homelessness is ridiculous. And he's to blame in part for it. He helped invite these people here, along with Biden. And that's why we're our fa- we are their favored city. He was giving them health care before California was. So when Adams cries about uh, what he's done and ruined this city with an influx of not just homeless, but these people are criminals. They're not the same. Don't 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 do the baby stuff uh, uh, migrant thing on me, huh? Let's all grow up and be adults. The group we group we get now is not the group of 20 to 30 years ago. Why the hell the Catholic Church invests money in them and they come here and rape us and kill us? I don't know. Uh, but I, I I don't know a lot of things that this pope does. Uh, they they get me a little a little crazy. Uh, let's go to let's go to Jimmy. Hello, Mr. Mayor. This uh, situation between Russia, Ukraine, the current situation. Yeah. I've I've never seen this level of chaos and confusion. I have good friends. I absolutely totally trust, even with my life. Some support Ukraine, some don't. This this is an amazing situation. I support Ukraine. I think uh, Putin has to be stopped. Now, if the, co- uh, the leadership of the government is corrupt, and you say it is, and it may well be, that's a different thing than the people. That's like saying we should not have supported England when they were being bombed by the Nazis because maybe there was corruption in England. No, no the, reason Jim, the reason, Jim, is the money doesn't get where it's supposed to go. I mean, I, I agree with you. If they were corrupt, but they got the money where it goes, fine. But the reason that that B- Biden is building in a stalemate is that they, no matter how much he gives them, they're not going to have enough to win. I mean, right now we have permanent stalemate. And that's not good for anybody. We just got Ukrainians dying. And is there any prospect that we're going to support them to the extent that they win? I don't I don't think so. There's another there's another agenda there. Remember, Biden got paid off by Ukraine and by Russia. So it's not just Ukraine. Uh, well, we'll be back for the mayor's final thoughts. The Rudy Giuliani Show. And now it's time for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Mayor's final thoughts. This is Rudy Giuliani back with the Tunnel to Towers sponsored Mayor's final uh, thoughts. As you heard from Dr. Maria, Tunnel to Towers, uh, oh gosh, it's probably one of the most remarkable organizations in this country. And you just make sure you get your $11 a month in. Please, please, please. I'm doing you a favor if I tell you to do that, okay? Uh, so I'm gonna, my, my final thoughts today are gonna be on an extraordinarily important topic. That's New York pizza. 
New York Pizza is now being challenged by uh, Detroit. <laughs> Detroit Pizza. Now, I had Detroit Pizza the other night because Ted, you know Ted, <laughs> my, my sidekick Ted. Ted is from Michigan originally, although he roots for the Green Bay Packers, right? He's from Michigan. So uh, he got me some Detroit pizza. We've had, we had it for two nights, and I liked it. But to me, it's just Sicilian pizza warmed over. So uh, you tell me about Detroit pizza. And, there is, and then I'll, I'm going to tell you the technical difference between Sicilian pizza yeah. and Detroit pizza. So, so Detroit-style pizza, right? It's thick. Yeah. It's thick. It's uh, square-cut pizza, and, and the bottom is fried, and it's really crunchy. And and what, what we do is we the bottom layer is fried, the crust is fried with melted cheese. And it, and it has some, and you have some spice built into it because they tell you you don't have to get you don't have to get like pepperoni or you don't have to get anything spicy it's already spicy that's you, right you can get it if you want to that's right that's right and so it's it's so how is that it is different than Sicilian pizza well, mayor I'm going to read to you I mean, okay. I'm hardly an expert both Sicilian and Detroit style pizza are thick and rectangular correct right yes but the former meaning Sicilian is usually heavier on the sauce. And the latter has more cheese. That's right. Sicilian pizza comes from the Palermo region of Italy. And in its migration to the U.S., it was increasingly baked in rectangular pans rather than round ones. Sicilian pizza are often topped with onions, anchovies, etc. The traditional cheeses for this pizza are strong in flavor. So um, Detroit-style pizza was invented in the Motor City in 1946 by Gus and Anna Guerra. They put a Sicilian pizza dough in one of the blue steel pans that we used to hold nuts and bolts in auto manufacturing. This pizza only became well-known outside the Motor City when Sean Randazzo's Detroit-style pizza won the International Pizza Expo in 2012. That's, that's right, but can I say one thing, Mayor? I'm from Michigan, love Detroit-style pizza. I've been in New York for just over a year. Nothing beats Grimaldi's. Nothing beats Grimaldi's and our friend and that, Anthony. And that's not just because they are a sponsor and very, very close friends, but it's because thin-crusted can't do better. Also, you stay a little thinner. So, and the th I think with the thin crust, you get the taste of it. So I always like Sicilian pizza, but like once every two months, once every three months. And in the old days, they used to be made more in bakeries than pizzerias. In other words, Italian Sicilian-Italian bakers would make as a sidelight in their bakery because they made they had such good dough they would make the deep dish uh, uh, Sicilian pizza yeah, he, and, and in the square pans exactly like yeah. they're talking about but you, you're a thin crust guy you're a thin crust yeah cheese but there pizza used guy. to be a great one in Hempstead at the bus terminal in Hempstead Sicilian style yeah he was a baker a Sicilian baker but then he would make and sell both uh, complete and slices of Sicilian pizza that was to die for. Uh, but you can't eat it all the time. It's too thick. It's like you're eating a big piece of bread. We'll be back tomorrow. Don't go to T2T.org and donate your 11 bucks right now. God bless America and God bless Tunnel the Towers.